Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. This is the Snarlagon version, the Snarlagon edition. Did I get that pronunciation? You did. You nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. It's also on the wall behind you. I just realized that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got board. some art up over here. That's right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so talking with creator Andrew McLean. So I'll say thank you again for, for sure, jumping yeah. on. Thanks for having me on. I'm really yeah. excited to uh, chat comics today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Always good to talk comics. And I see a 2001, is that Space Odyssey going oh, on? Oh, yeah. That was uh, the uh, the Jack Kirby adaptation of 2001, A Space Odyssey, which, such, which is such a bizarre idea already off the bat, you know, but um, but I love it. I love that book in the in the movie. So it's such a perfect little like, you know, wall decoration, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But love Kirby, love the movie. And I love reading stories of people that went to see it in the theater when it was out. And they're like, what is this? Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but we, we could talk about those things some other time. We, we should talk about your work. And what I usually like to do, being the English teacher kind of person, is I like to name a couple of titles uh, at the beginning. But I would also like to hear a little bit about the history. So I'll mention that Headlopper is probably the one that folks can go and readily find. You have Snarlagon, which is on the way currently in Kickstarter campaign. Uh, any other titles there that I'm leaving out? Yeah, we did. Um, Headlopper series is through Image Comics and Apocalyptic mm -hmm. Girl is Apocalyptic. a graphic novel over at Dark Horse. Yes, yes. Apocalyptic yeah. Girl. Yes. Um, and one of the things I love about Headlopper in particular is that it's it sounds like, you know, a violent story. There's a level of violence, but there's also this really sort of colorful, cartoonish sort of world. The landscape of it is very sort of almost unexpected in a way um and there's lots of creativity there and sort of like the the talking heads and things like that and the, the magic uh, that comes into the story so uh appreciate your work on that and also appreciate what i've oh, seen at snarlagon yeah i appreciate it yeah that's it's um yeah it's been a really fun ride we, we started uh headlopper with self-publishing you know some time ago and um you know, it just worked out. It was like, I thought I was going to, I think I printed a hundred copies. I thought that would be all I ever did. And I think it gave most of them away, but you know, fast forward, you know, 10 years later, and I think I'm about to start, um, you know, volume five here in the next year. So nice. uh, really grateful that I've been able to do so much to that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Indeed. Um, so what was the story of, kind of the path to comics and exploring stories this way visually and verbally and all the things i mean i i always as a kid i loved uh the characters in comics i loved um superheroes uh, i wanted to be a superhero but i also loved to draw and so the two are are very obvious you know combine the two you got comics you know mm -hmm. so i i you know, just learn to draw by, you know, copying comic panels. And, um, and I just, I don't really remember time when I didn't enjoy drawing. It's just something I've always done. And, uh, and, you know, comics was always there, you know, so that's how it's been. Yeah. Yeah. And I am, I'm gathering both from Snarlagon 
and sort of the ambiance that there is uh, a Keiju fan at heart here. I'm, I'm seeing uh, Godzilla on the wall, uh, of course, 2001 yeah. A Space Odyssey, um, and, but also is that Ghidorah behind you as well and a couple of yeah, other... Yeah, the Ghidorah right here Keiju, or Kaiju. Kaiju up top. Yeah, <laughs> even when I'm not working on Snarlagon or I have a Godzilla comic coming out next week, Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, they're always I love Sufubi vinyl toys and stuff. So they're they're these are their, you know, permanent homes. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I've I've just been a fan of, you know, monster movies since I was a kid. I always loved them, you know. I always say that like, you know, inspiration for Headlopper was largely Arnold Schwarzenegger playing, you know, um Conan and then Harry Howison's movies like Clash of the Titans. Those are the those are the two movies that really, you know, made me want to do a fantasy story uh, and draw those things. It's just thinking about trying to capture that kind of Sunday afternoon movie watching, you know, what's on, you know, cable. And it's always, you know, or Ray Harryhausen or, or Conan or something. Um, and then, you know, the same thing. It's like I, I always loved any kind of special effects as a kid, any kind of monster movie. And so I... You know, I had a friend who was just obsessed with Godzilla. So he showed me so much of it. I don't know how he found it back then, but <laughs> he had just so much Godzilla, very little of it even translated. And he would just be like, even fast forward through all the human scenes and be like, check this out, check out this fight. You can't understand what they're saying, but it's still really fun. And I just, I, you know, I feel like if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have learned such an appreciation for it. But yeah, I mean, both Headloppers, Snarlagon, they're very much about, they're very much stories driven so that I can draw, you know, big monsters and stuff. As much as, you know, Headlopper is barbarian fantasy kind of dark comedy, it, there's okay. still so many huge, you know, earth, you know, city crushing monsters that it's very much still at its heart at times, you know, Kaiju. Like, I, I didn't even realize, I was like, I was like, dying to do a kaiju comic before Starlegon for years and then it hit me one day i was like how many you know giant monsters and headlopper you know have there been like do you really think you haven't done a kaiju story already <laughs> um but i just can't get enough of it i guess i was i was about to say you can't get enough kaiju like um I was one of those kids who it was kmart or roses or one of those department stores like looking at those racks of uh vhs tapes and i would mm -hmm. always be surprised when there was like a brand new godzilla vhs tape yeah, right. fighting some monster <laughs> you know uh, and and there were so many of them and then there was a novel series later on in the 90s so i'm uh, a mm -hmm. big fan of that kind of story oh, storytelling yeah. yeah yeah um so that's a, a perfect place uh for us to talk about snarlagon and how the story has come to be um and what it is that you're trying to accomplish. I've seen a little bit of Snarlagon from uh, what was shared with me from Aaron. And so yeah. loving what I'm seeing of it. Yeah, so I wanted to draw, I really love the kind of Showa era of uh, Godzilla movies, which is like 60s and 70s, the early era. I like that kind of, I like that you can see the artist's hands in the <laughs> movies. You know, it's like you can... You can, I like the fact that there's miniatures instead of, instead of like B-roll, instead of like, hey, here's a, here's some footage of a tank rolling down the street. They use a miniature, you know what I mean? I love that you can see all these handcrafted things right in the middle of the movie. So I wanted, I had wanted to for years to make a, um, a to draw a kaiju comic that would kind of, 
you know, like encapsulate that feeling of this is a, you know, handmade movie. And so I, you know, really tried to draw the proportions and the camera angles and little details and textures in this book to kind of feel more like, like it's like a handmade thing. And so I'm trying to draw the things to look like toys, you know, rather than real cars. And I'm trying to, you know, mimic some of the camera tricks they would have done in those old movies, you know, you know, forced perspective or something where say you've got, there's like, there's a scene in Snarlagon where you've got these, these two kids are seeing Snarlagon. It's like this first reveal and Snarlagon's coming up over a hill, but the camera angles are really weird as if they had shot like Snarlagon and then the kids and then, you know, overlaid the two, the two image, you know? So I'm trying to do some weird stuff like that so that, you know, just, it makes you feel like it's not just, I'm not trying to capture a monster in a city. I'm trying to capture a movie of a monster in a city, if that makes sense. So in the writing of the story is very much the same, you know, it's really inspired a lot by like camera movies, which are, you know, written for largely were made for children. So they're extra, they're extra corny and they, they like, really forced the story to make like the kid the hero even <laughs> even though you know he's amongst adults but somehow the kid becomes the expert or whatever and uh-huh. so i play with a lot of those themes all of those tropes that you just see in you know old movies where it's you know you, you, these themes of like oh you know can can science stop the monster or can the military stop the monster you know those types of things that you know we've seen you know, a hundred thousand times, but I'm, I'm trying to do it in a, you know, a kind of fun, you know, new way, bring up, be, be nostalgic and also just remind us what it's like to just kind of give up, you know, overanalyzing our movies and our stories and just kind of sit back and just enjoy it. It's it's meant to just kind of be fun, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I love that. And as you're talking about the reveal of Snarlagon, I I could totally see that playing out in my head just from hours of VHS tape viewing, fast yeah. forwarding and rewinding. <laughs> right. I, I can see that absolutely. And and thinking about the magic, the fun that you can have. I mean, how else do you explain the whole Mothra like people in a box? Like yeah, uh, just thinking about those sort of fun yeah. places that uh, kaiju stories can go. Oh yeah, they're all over. Um... Yeah, I had just so much fun, you know, trying to, you know, not not take it, you know, very seriously. I had so much fun, like just um, trying to capture what's kind of almost like I feel like you can watch some of those old movies and you're both like laughing with and at it. Like there's a there's a little bit of an irony to it. That's just like I, I love it so much. So I'm trying to capture that that feeling in there. Um, so you also have, or um, this is the direction of the question, I guess, you have a publishing company or um, your sort of group publishing for yourself. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I'm a co-owner of the, this company, Laser Wolf Attack. We started <laughs> by, you know, I was doing my comics with other publishers and everything. And we started that company because I had sold some t-shirts that had sold well. So we started Laser Wolf Attack as a, as a kind of a separate venture outside of comics to do things like, you know, toys and in like, in um and uh in t-shirts and just kind of art focused things that weren't necessarily you know merchandise for a comic 
Um, and, um, you know, we've been doing that for six years or so. And when it came time to do, I knew this Snarly Gone was going to be a short book and a one shot. And, you know, Kickstarter has just become this place. It's not really, it's not really just a chair, you know, crowdsourcing isn't charity anymore. It's just a venue for, for whatever project that you want to make. I mean, even publishers go there. So my thought was I could, I would run an experiment. You know, my last few books were through really great publishers and I have had great relationships and luck with them. But mm-hmm. I was kind of curious, like if I just tried a direct to consumer thing, since I haven't done it in, you know, 10 years or so, um, you know, how would it do? Like if I didn't put it through the machine. And mm-hmm. so it's it was a book that I've wanted to do forever. And it being so small, the risk seems kind of small. And I, I just figured it's a good chance to you know do things the way you want and and just give it a shot and then i and then i because i'd like to go back to headlopper after this anyways so (laughs) you know i've got snarlagon through my company and um and that'll be a cool interesting new business venture um and still have my other comics we do want to publish some more stuff at laser wolf attack um we did a um a book that i wrote with uh, Alexis Zerid on it, we kickstarted that last uh, November, um, and uh, that's uh, Alexis is drawing that now. So yeah, so Snarlagon will be our second, you know, kind of. I think Snarlagon will come out first because I'm done drawing it. But yeah, Snarlagon would be our second book that we're doing. Um, you know, I'm looking into maybe doing more, but it's it's something that we're kind of, you know, taking slow since it's just kind of one of our, you know, many projects we're trying to do right now. Yeah, yeah, love it. I, I'm envisioning like Snarlagon uh, action figures. That's in my head, but uh, I tend <laughs> well, to think action figure. So yeah, that is one of the things that I've got. You know, um, we've done toys before at Laser Wolf, and so we're gonna do. We're, we're planning on doing a Snarlagon toy. It's just such a slow process. You don't know how long it's gonna take to get something like that made. Um, and so I didn't want to hold up the book, you know, waiting for the toys to be ready. I was like, let's just put the book out there, let the toy be its own thing. But that's the goal. Yeah. I, I am in love with, you know, toy design, particularly like Kaiju and Japanese toys. So it's, that's all the, that's the goal with it. Love it. Love it. And I also said, I also love how, um, you're continuing to to do work with sort of the the machines the publishers that are out there but then you're also doing your own thing and exploring the the creative ventures and it's not a an either or you can do no comics. definitely not yeah i think that's a thing is you know comics you know not everybody who reads comics necessarily goes to a comic book store you know there's a whole i feel like there's a whole crowd of comic book readers who like just back a ton of um you know kickstarters and stuff you can look at some people on kickstarter and they've backed like 300 comic book projects i'm like holy cow that's nuts you know (laughs) so it also feels like a chance to possibly hit you know a different crowd you you know publishing ourselves just because it's going to be in spaces where people aren't maybe normally buying comics you know yeah yeah but as somebody that's seen a little bit of the book, kind of the the preview, the promotional materials, and just a, a fan of, I don't know, is genre? Is Kaiju a, a genre, subgenre? I think so, or at least monster movies. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. they definitely, you know, share some trademark similarities amongst them. 
Yeah, I, I would say if you're a comics fan, sci-fi fan, fantasy fan, film fan, uh, well worth the the time and the look to spend some time on Kickstarter and um, check it out. So the campaign goes through, you said, about three days from this recording. Yeah, so Tuesday, I don't know what the date is, but um, yeah, it, so it's three days. Yeah, so like probably August 15th, I think, is our last day um it will be available after that once the once we got our our print run in um so you can get them at art of or laserwolfattack.com i'm sure they'll be available in those both of those places um going forward yeah yeah cool you anticipated my next question which was web spaces and i'm gonna ask you a question that six months ago was much simpler um yeah. And that's the social media question. Any any places where you're, um, you're particularly active and would like me to share this video and audio for folks to check out? Yeah, I'm definitely most active on uh, Instagram. Uh, for sure. I have like a page that gets updated on Facebook, but I'm personally not on there much. Uh, Instagram is the best place. And it's just my name, Andrew McLean. No, um there's no punctuation or anything in there. Um, and I, I post there, you know, probably five times a week, maybe. So pretty active on there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, glad to share about the book. Glad to share about uh, it, anything that we've missed. Is there anything that we should make sure to include? No, I don't think so. I mean, just that, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff you, you can get on the, the Kickstarter. There's So you, you can get Snarlagon on there, but you can also as add-ons add all kinds of merch t-shirts um uh, prints and everything but also like headlopper books and an apocalyptic girl and everything as well awesome awesome well i appreciate the creativity that you're bringing and appreciate what you do and so thanks much. for taking a few minutes to talk with me thanks for having me had a good time